0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen. This is the Puzzle Piece Media Podcast. I am your host Namaya Wilson and this season we are going down memory lane for me, hopefully memory lane for you or if you're not local it's an educational experience. This is a story of the history of Trousdale County football. This is the Creek Bank Chronicles and I'm joined here by a gentleman that If you're from around this area, Trousdale County, he's probably a local legend. If not, uh, I'll give you a few things. He is a former Tennessee Mr. Football winner, former uh, Ohio Valley Conference Player of the Year, and an inductee into the Tennessee Tech Sports Hall of Fame, Mr. Chad Evitz. Chad, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. We've been talking about this, trying to get it together for a while, but Like I said, around these parts and probably the Cookville area too, Tennessee Tech, you're somewhat of a local legend, a folk hero, if you will. But uh, hopefully I've got millions and millions of millions of people listening from around the world that may not have heard your name before. I'll let you tell them what you want them to know. Give yourself your own introduction.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just a small town kid, I guess, growing up uh lived right here in Cato. Um, my house that we're in right now is probably about less than a mile where the crow flies from where I was raised. Right. So I uh, grew up in Travisville County. My first football game I ever went to was with my granddad, and I think I was a seventh grader probably. first, now Maybe sixth grade, my first high school football game I ever went to. Uh, my granddad took me, in, I can't. I think Shane Ellis. Was probably in the playoffs, so it might I might have been in sixth grade because Shane's a few years older than me. Okay, probably Clint's first couple three or four years coaching. I would say. Um, just, I don't know. I mean, I just we had a great life up here in Cato. I think I mean we had a lot of family roots up here. My grandmother lives on a century farm. Um, we I mean we farmed all of our life, raised a back of cattle. Uh, my granddad, he was a carpenter and stuff. Back when I was a kid growing up, worked at local stockyards. My grandmother worked at Sears and Roebuck store down on the square that probably people don't even remember. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna date you a little bit. Yeah,
1: that dates <laughs> me a little. Uh, she worked at the grocery store, Mr. Ed's, where the Harsville Pharmacy is now used to be a grocery store. She worked there, but uh, I had a lot of good memories up here. Got a lot of great family members too.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you went to that first that first high school football game. What was, what? do you remember anything about that experience? Oh, it,
1: was, it was packed. I mean, I think we got, I'm pretty sure we got beat. It was a playoff game. I'm pretty sure we got beat. Almost positive we did. But uh, it was packed, great atmosphere. And that, I don't remember a whole lot about the game. I mean, I, Probably had numerous concussions when I played the game. <laughs> there was no such thing as concussion protocols back in 2000. But nevertheless, I mean, I, that that game probably struck a match. I mean, we always played backyard football. Right. I mean, that was that was going on every weekend, every afternoon if you could get four or five people together. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely.
0: With all this all this space out. Yeah. yeah.
1: And we was always in somebody's backyard playing. I mean, all the, the towns just grew up right down here below me. Uh, My cousin Philip Dean. I mean, we played backyard ball together a lot. Jason, my Jason Abbott's my other cousin, and I mean, it was just a just kind of heritage history, I guess. That that's what kid. I mean, that's what boys did.
0: Yeah, he played farm farm and then played football. That's about it. So uh, after you know, after going to that first game, getting that experience, was playing football. You know, something that was on your mind. Like I know we played backyard football, but had you given any thought or preparation to playing officially in a league? Ah, I,
1: I can remember. We grew up in a. I grew up in a trailer, a single wide trailer, right across the hill over here. Um, that's where my parents. They put one in my grandmother's yard, mm-hmm. right beside her house. I mean, my grandmother had a big yard, but and I can remember sitting in the living room, probably five, six, seven years old, watching Danny White get his head bashed in. That's back when the Dallas Cowboys was in the dog days. Yeah. And I remember, the, and, and I don't know, it was something about the Cowboys that kind of struck. I mean, I've always been a Cowboy fan. And I, I remember, I do remember this. I looked at my dad and said, I'm going to play football someday. And it, it, that just, I mean, it sank in. I mean, that's, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the sport. I mean, I watched it all my life.
0: Yeah. So, so what was it like when you finally? Because there wasn't, there wasn't middle school football back then. I, you know.
1: Yeah, we we had junior high. We well, had, yeah. We had junior high. I'm, I, uh, that's a gray area for a lot of people. Probably junior high was seventh and eighth graders. Yeah. Sixth grade was not. wasn't even in the same building as we were, back then. So I mean, we had junior high football.
0: Okay. So what was it like when you finally did get to play, you know, junior high football, getting to put those pads on for the first time and really, you know, play for real as opposed to just the backyard aspect?
1: It was different. I mean, it was really different. I was a seventh grader when uh, Dietrich Wilmore, Lamont Calhoun, Scott Haynes, Robert Puzo, uh, Joe – not like Joe Crom, Sam Cole Larry Joe Gregory. I, I was a seventh grader with all that group, and they were eighth graders. And I think mm-hmm. I don't know. We, from my knowledge, if I recollect, the only game we lost my in junior high was the Westmoreland every year. So we didn't lose a game. But it was it was a it was different. I mean, it was different. I, mean, <laughs> I was I, I wasn't a hothead, but I. I was one of those people that didn't think anybody could get the best of me and uh, probably played a little backyard ball with some of those older guys that was in the eighth grade, Mm -hmm. but I didn't. uh, It probably didn't dawn on me what was fixing
0: to (laughs) happen. Thought you you had it all figured out. Exactly.
1: (laughs) exactly.
0: So, you know, you you talk about you didn't know what was going to dawn on you. You know, it didn't dawn on you what was about to happen. Yeah. getting in and you know strapping those pads on and playing. What you know, you talked about you didn't lose many games. What was that experience like, just playing junior high football? It,
1: it was great. I mean, I went on. I didn't. I didn't play a whole lot in my seventh grade year. I played a little, but not not a whole lot. Uh, I was skinny, mm-hmm. believe it or not. I mean, I was in seventh grade. I was probably five ten, five eleven at least I would say now it was probably a buck thirty at the best. So we'll go on move on to eighth grade and I, I mean I started. I started at right guard and linebacker my eighth grade year. And uh, we went out through the season, didn't we never did beat Clint Brown and that Westmoreland Eagles, Jason Dobbs, <laughs> uh, Chad Duggan. Uh, Ryan, Jim, I um, mean, all that group. We never beat those guys. But uh, we didn't lose any games after that other than just the Westmoreland. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. I mean, Clint, there was a weight limit. I was – I'm not saying I was the fastest dude on the team mm-hmm. my eighth grade season, but I was probably ranked in the top five anyway. So, we had a weight limit that the fullback could weigh or tailback either one. Okay. Anybody in the backfield, there was a it. Okay. And I had got, I had grew a little bit in my eighth grade year. And Coach Clint thought it was, we run the old Power Eye ops, uh, offense back then. So for some reason, he put me at fullback in the t- t- tobacco bowl. And that was tobacco bowl.
0: Back when it was?
1: Yeah. It, it, not high school tobacco bowl, but this was for the junior high. Yeah. So it was a tobacco bowl for the junior high. And we played Gordon's one. And I played fullback that game. I had a pretty pretty decent game. I had a pretty decent game on offense. I had a pretty good game on defense.
0: Okay, okay. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to have to make you do math and, you know, date yourself <laughs> too much, but uh, <laughs> this is about 90...
1: That would be 90, uh, 91 would have been that
0: season. 90, 91 season. So, mm-hmm. like I said, this is the beginning of the 90s. I think Charlesdale won state championships in 90 and 93, if I'm correct. So, you know, this is happening while you're getting your feet wet, you know, in junior high football. What was it like then transitioning, going up to high school and playing with the big boys?
1: Well, the ironic thing, it's funny you ask that. The, the crazy thing about those days – we were in the same building as the high
0: school kids. Right.
1: So, it was tradition when eighth graders was through, they went and practiced with the high school kids after their season was over. And let me tell you something. That was a rough <laughs> experience. You had Michael Mungo, and I, I can't name them all, but Troy Schaubacher, I mean, they were just – Jackie Dale Brown, that bunch was ruthless. <laughs> and they stuck me in at the uh, scout team tailback during the playoffs, and I got murdered. It was bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, the uh, safety, health and safety would not uh, allow no, that today. <laughs> nah, no, no. Yeah. They, 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 we all went to jail. <laughs> yeah. <Even> Shane, the... <laughs>
1: Shane Black will played on that team. Uh, this... Just numerous people that I can't remember anymore. I mean, there's several. I guess you put me on the spot with a microphone. From <laughs> Jason Holder, I think he was the quarterback. Well, it's the greatest good football team. We went to. Uh, we got beat by Whitwell, I think, in the quarterfinals or semifinals. Quarterfinals, I believe. We got beat.
0: Yeah, but. uh you Know going forward, you know, once you're officially in high school, you made it through that, uh, yeah, you
1: made
0: it through that, that eight, eighth, grade. yeah, that yeah. that eighth grade yeah. combine, I guess yeah. you could call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was. Um, what was it like then, finally, you know, getting being on the high school team and playing with those older boys? And because this is about the time that Charlesdale County really starts rolling, what's What's that yeah. ride like?
1: It is, it was a it, it was crazy, really. um uh, Things happened fast. Uh, the game, the speed of the game, was a lot different from junior high to high school. Uh, of course, workout program. You lifted weights. I mean, back then, if, if you wasn't like deathly sick or it wasn't Christmas break, I mean, you lifted weights four days a week. Yeah. I mean, as this facts. I mean, you got a week or two off right after school was out, and if you got beat in the playoffs. You got a week or two off, then you was back in the weight room till. I mean, this? That was that was the transition, and that was hard because you was either in it or you wasn't. I mean, you couldn't.
0: You couldn't fake it.
1: No, I mean there was no half-hearted. Well, I'm gonna come one day. I'm not gonna come the next. Um, and I think that's maybe in today's game. That's maybe what I don't see some kids making the uh, what's a good word for it you have to help me out here. They, they don't they don't put in the time and effort they don't put in the dedication yeah uh, it, to me like we did I mean things is, things are just different
0: yeah it's a it's a different world but uh,
1: I mean you and I didn't have a cell phone that had every single thing that a computer does on. right yes very but there was no I mean we had a PlayStation or Super Nintendo or an Atari yeah you know and there was I,
0: nothing there was nothing else to do
1: no I mean and, and if you stayed in the house too long and your mama was home she was getting after you with a freaking
0: switch <laughs> or
1: a water. So get your hind end outside and play yeah. I'm tired of listening to that mouth yeah you know and nowadays it's just gonna let them go back there and shut the door and get on their cell phone type yeah. deal
0: yeah if you stayed in the if you stayed in the house too long you weren't going to have fun no, you no. was, he was,
1: he
0: was gonna get you you either going be in trouble or you was going to be working yeah. doing something you didn't want to do yeah. but uh that's some- yeah that's definitely something I've heard you know a lot you know in doing this is people talking about the dedication that went into it, it. it
1: took, expectations were to me were, were really high um in my opinion, and I think that came from uh, Coach Clint, and not not just from Coach Clint. But I think Coach Jim B instilled that in him growing up as a man, as a young man. Uh, I mean, Travis County was good in the '70s. I mean, probably uh, it was probably some of the best football teams that ever come through the program. I mean, they all talk about this team beating that team, that team beating this team. Is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan? Uh, nobody will never know, so people just kind of need to drop that discussion. But it's it's weird. It's, it's kind of weird how good uh, we really were back in the 70s and how much tradition came along with the Satterfield name. And I think – I mean, I never saw Clint play. I saw Clint play in uh, – in an alumni game, saw film of it, get his knee blown out. <laughs> but if he was half as intimidating on the field playing, uh, in the secondary playing quarterback as he was coaching, he, he, he ought to have been the devil in disguise, I'm telling you. But uh, he instilled a lot of good things in us growing up as a kid. Uh, it, I mean, that's, to me, that's both of them. I mean, I, I was –
0: lucky enough to get to be coached by both, so. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, along with that, you know, dedication, you know, uh, Renard was telling me that the ones that, uh, because by the time Renard Woodmore, by the time he was playing, they had sort of the mandated sort of dead periods a little bit where you couldn't do stuff. They they, they did. And uh, he talked about that Clint would get a lot of the guys' jobs out on farms mm-hmm. to keep them busy and he keep them would, working. He would, he
1: would, and back, they had a uh, they had some kind of program. It
0: was a the summer program. They
1: had a summer program where Coach Clint could like work a couple, three or four guys. Uh, maybe that the families might have been in financial distress or something, and those guys needed to make a little money to help out at home. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he worked them all summer. And uh, I think that was a really good thing. I, I, it's sad nowadays that we can't do that because I've – I mean, I coached from 19, 20, 20, let's see. Yeah, 20 and 21. And I could really see the benefits of that on a couple of former players that I helped coach. Yeah. If they could have been in a a little different environment, more structured.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. So – You know, playing playing high school football. You know, when at what point did you start to realize or start to think that hmm, this football thing might might be something and could take me you know a little bit farther than I might have thought before?
1: Well, my freshman year, we blowed out Monterey, Watertown, uh, Salina. we had a lot of games that we'd get up on people 30 points. And I, I was lucky enough, I got to play on, I was still a fullback as a freshman, believe it or not. So, I mean, I got some carries in high school. <laughs> Matter of fact, we played red Bull and Springs, and I think I had two or three touchdowns as a freshman because I went in at the beginning of the second half. hmm and boy, boy, it was awful the next Monday because they killed me on scout team. But <laughs> anyway, I still saw a lot of playing time, and along probably midway through the season, I mean, I was starting on a kickoff team, and I'm like, you know, this this is gonna, they something gonna come of this if I keep working. So it, it,
0: that probably the light the light switch kicked on about midseason of
1: my freshman year. Okay. That I had a future. Now, I don't think I don't think it's right for me to say that I'm at this table going to look you in the eye and say, well, I already knew I was going to college. I can't do that. Because I didn't. I didn't have a clue. But I did know that there was something inside of me that was driving me to get better. And to outwork people and out-hustle people. And trying to do the little things right. And that was that was the big thing that Coach Jim B. was always, always hounding on people. Hey, Clint, too, was about doing the little things right.
0: Yeah, the, you do the little things, do enough of those little things, they'll add up. It, Jim, B, oh.
1: Jim B. always, sorry to interrupt, Jim B. Always, always said, tough times don't last forever, but tough people do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and he always had those little sayings about, about things like that yeah, that.
0: Stuff that sticks with you throughout your life. Yeah, yeah. Coaches, coaches are like that. They'll they'll drop those little nuggets, and you probably at the time you don't want to hear them. You, they're just in your ear while you're running sprints or doing doing up downs or whatever. But then as you get older, you're like, oh, that, that makes a lot more sense. I understand. I understand that now. <laughs> he, he actually did know what he was talking yeah. about. So, but. You know you talked about playing on this you know the scout team and you know getting some time on offense as a fullback, but you you made your name, so to speak, on the defensive side of the ball yeah I, when when did what was that you know what was that process like? when did you really start to get a feel for that and get a chance to Well I, I
1: played linebacker my eighth grade year uh, in junior high, then scout team, I played linebacker. And I was one of those people on Scout team on defense that I wanted to be seen by the mm-hmm. head coach and by assistant coaches. And sometimes it it, it got me in trouble. <laughs> not not with the coaches, but with the other players. Yeah. I mean I was one of those guys that was gonna hit you in the mouth. And we had dummy pads back then, some some days, some days we didn't. And I, I was a master using that dummy. I'd take that thing, stick it right under somebody's chin, and flip them if I had to.
0: Yeah.
1: And But I think going into my sophomore year, uh, Sam Cornwell was already playing linebacker. He had played linebacker a little bit the year before. Uh, I, ain't, I don't know he played a whole lot, but he was playing. And Jim B. walked up to me uh, during fall practice, right when we started, and I don't know. I guess we started about the last week of July, maybe second week of July. He said, "Evans, I need you to do something. And I said, like, what? And he said, I know you like playing linebacker. He said, but I need to know guard." has I said, okay. I said, I'd do anything to get on the field.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I mean, I was six foot one, but then six foot six one, buck fifty. At the best, buck fifty. So... I'll never forget it. He said, "I." Right. He said, you come over for the lineman today. And he lined me down on the ground in a four-point stance. And Jim B. always slanted his nose guard. Hardly ever did Coach Jim B.'s defense, the nose guard ever read anything. He said, there's Tim Town. He said, Tim Towns, get up here. And he said, Brandon Ham, you get up here. He said, Ed, hey, you fix to learn how to get low I bet we run the same drill for 10 minutes, just me and those two. I was killed. But that, I had a lot of success at Nose, and caused a lot of havoc in the backfield, because I was quick. I mean, I was, most centers were, you know, short, dumpy, Mm -hmm. top style people. Uh, But I had a lot of success at Nose.
0: So, you guys, you know the team you were on. You, what years did you guys win championships? I'm not.
1: 1993 was
0: the only year I got a ring. Okay, got you. Because yeah. you you graduated '97, 97... '96, 96. 96, yeah. So right before, uh, right before the late '90s championships.
1: '97 senior class would have been sophomores on my
0: senior season. Got you, got you. Um, so talk to me about trend. You know transitioning from, you know, playing high school football to college football, you know, really being on your radar. And what, you know, was there a recruitment process? Was he, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Clint, Coach Clint kept everybody low key back then. I mean, there wasn't hardly ever anything in the paper about a certain player. Uh, Clint didn't like a lot of media. Around, but I mean, he always thought that was distraction, and I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I that, that was his, that's what his way of doing things, and that was fine. I mean, we just, we didn't know anybody. Yeah, you didn't know. I yes. mean, and, and I'm not dogging him for that either. I, I think it made us a a, a better program. Yeah, it's about, for that. yeah.
0: Everybody's got their mind on the team.
1: Right. It, it's always about, you know, there's no me and team, but. I mean, you can get a me out of the team, but still, it's all about one unit. It's not about individuals. And I'm not saying individuals didn't get some credit. I mean, I, I got my name in the paper some in high school. But, I mean, Dietrich Wilmore did too. I mean, a lot of people did. But it it, it could have been a lot more elaborated. It could have been, I guess, worse, more distracting if Clint hadn't have kept a tight knit on stuff. But my junior senior, I'm junior senior year, I went the linebackers. And was blessed to have two great seasons. Uh, Nobody knew anything of me about linebacker my junior year. Nobody. But nobody had any film on me the first of the season. Uh, Probably, if I had to guess, that was probably my best year. Probably better than my senior year. But, But, I mean, I wreaked havoc. I mean, it was. It was game after game. I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, I think the, yeah, this ain't nothing to do with the linebacker play, but the first punt. We punted the ball, at South Pittsburgh, down there. They was we were three and out on the first possession in the playoffs. And I knocked a dude out, and they carried him out on a stretcher down <laughs> there on the on the home end zone where the concession stand was, probably about the three or four yard line. I mean, just. My junior year was great. I mean, it, a lot of games It's got fuzzy, but,
0: <laughs>
1: but I, I, that would probably, my junior year would probably, to answer your question, would probably got my eye opened up to what's next because things really started getting real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't have great grades in high school. I just done enough to get by. But uh, I think I may have had a – a letter or two, maybe my junior year, I know I got some in my senior year, not a bunch, but I got a few
0: what's you know tell me what's that like you know i i did I did you know make good grades in high school i didn't you know wasn't that great in sports, played a little basketball, but I can remember getting you know signing up for colleges and stuff and getting letters in the mail mm-hmm. what's it like to get that that athletic letter in the mail I'll-
1: I was kind of shocked, really. <laughs> uh, of course, that's one of them things. That's kind of media's type stuff, and I mean, it came through Coach Clint because back then they didn't have access to our addresses and all that stuff. Right, they all came to the head football coach, and he would pass them out. Okay, but I mean, when I, I I got, I don't know which one I got first, but they're all at my dad's house in a drawer. <laughs> so, uh, but I I didn't. I had some small schools that sent letters. Uh, a lot of schools didn't send letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, some acted interested. Some didn't. And, but I mean, it was a it was a great experience. I mean, I if it's nowadays social media, if I'm playing now, you know, I may have a stack of. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's a pickup truck. I don't know, but back then I was I was low. I was a lower key
1: type, probably not because I, not because I wasn't successful on the field. It's just the I was a buck I mean, I I didn't gain 15 pounds all through high school. I started, you know, sophomore year at 150, and probably graduated my last. I mean, the last game I played, I'd be lucky to weigh 160. So.
0: Small, that's, that's the killer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey that, that probably that helps too a lot of times. Oh, yeah, you know. I mean, that,
1: it kept me fast. I mean, it, I had a lot of speed. Well,
0: you know, not even just that with the speed. You talked about uh, your junior year, people not having any film on you at no, linebacker. That was awesome. Right? Yeah, I mean, so. It was awesome, let me tell you. So uh, the combination of not having film and then yeah. being smaller than you would expect, yeah. probably. Catch a lot of people off guard, I, like oh! I look,
1: I look bigger than I actually was. I had a big old set of shoulder pads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta gotta do what you gotta do. So, so what made you settle on Tennessee Tech?
1: Well, Shane Valentine got offered a scholarship at UT Martin. Shane Valentine played defensive end and tight end for us, and we graduated together. So. I, I, UT Martin had sent me a letter. Of course, I got a letter from Cumberland University. I mean, I probably got ten or 15 letters from, like, Ivy League schools and stuff like that. Of course, the first thing they asked for is my grades, and I like, oh, no, we can't deal with yeah. you. <laughs> so, quick. Those are quick conversations. Yeah, those were quick. <laughs> but UT Martin had interest in me. And uh, so me and my dad and Shane – we go to UT Martin for a recruiting trip. And they offer Shane a full scholarship. Now, that didn't set well with me. <laughs> they offered me a half. Oof. And if you ain't never drove to UT Martin, it's in the middle of nowhere. It looks different today. I was just out there back in the spring, last spring, but it's in the middle of nowhere. And it was cold when we drove out there. We drove out there in my granddad's truck and the heat was out on it. We didn't have no heat. And it was like, the high one day was like 23.
0: So and you we, you got there in a bad mood.
1: Uh, well, I, it wasn't cold when we got there, but yeah. it was cold on the way back. So <laughs> we coming back and of course we had, they had kind of took us out the night before and this, that, and the other. And, and, uh, I don't know how late we stayed out, but we stayed out late enough that I was tired on the way back. And I'll never forget, turn around, looking at Shane Valentine, I said, well, I always called him Big Mac. I said, Big Mac, and I said, you can come out here and go to school if you want to. I said, I ain't never darkening the doors of that building again. I said, I'm done. I said, it's too far from home for me. <laughs> I was a homeboy, I mean, I was, I really was. So, Boots Donnelly, though, on the other hand, was interested in me at MTSU, and MTSU was a powerhouse in their division at that time. They, I mean, they were a pretty good football program. Um, and I went over there for a recruit visit with him, and I'll never forget it. They showed me around. Boots wasn't even Boots was in his office. I didn't see Boots there for forever. All the guys showed me around, had a good trip. And they took me up to see Boots. Boots sitting in his office. I walk in the door he had his feet on his desk. And he took that cigarette out of that box. Took it, Back then you could smoke. You could smoke indoors, yeah. And he uh, he grabbed that lighter and lit that cigarette up, took a big draw off of it and blowed it out and looked at me and said, Mr. Evans, glad to see you. He said, I want you to come play football for me. He said, but you ain't going to do nothing but long now. I said, really? I said, you ain't even going to give me a shot to play linebacker? He said, no, I'm a deep linebacker. He said, but I want you to come long now for me. <laughs> and I said, well, all due respect, Mr. Donnelly, I said, I'll see you on Saturdays. I said, I'm going to go walk on at Tennessee Tech. Me and my dad walked out the door, and at the time, my cousin, Philip Dean had walked on at Tennessee Tech, so I had a little bit of inside help to get a uh, invitation to walk on. But that's how that—that's the story. Okay. And and you believe this 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 ignorant this is ignorant to a lot of people. The Tennessee Tech was purple and gold, and I loved the
0: color. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. Hey, 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 anything to get a connection, any. Any connection works. So so what was it like walking on? And, you know, walking on at Tennessee Tech, did you feel prepared for it? When, you know, or once you got there and got into the groove, did you feel prepared, overwhelmed? What was it like coming from this Trousdale County program with the farming and the hard work and th- that dedication to get out of Trousdale?
1: Ooh, it was... Like you said, hard work. I mean, we cut the backup. You know, all during high school, and you you started no later than seven every morning. You cut the backup till three o'clock. Then you go practice football for four hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, we was getting home 9, 45, 10 o'clock, all from July till to basically school started. Yeah. So when when my freshman year at, at Tennessee Tech was like hitting a I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. The Brick ball is not the word for it. It's probably been get hit by a train.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, we didn't do two-a-days. I mean, we if we started practice at 3, 30, 4 o'clock, and we were still on the field at 9, I mean, I guess some people say that was like a two-a-day, but we didn't do two-a-days. And Tennessee Tech did
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and so I was in shape I mean I ran like I was supposed to uh, lifted weights at home or down at Harstle's weight room I was ready physically but mentally. you know go back a minute to where me and you had a discussion about dedication and putting in time and effort in high school mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you something that jumps a hundred times when you get to college yeah. because it's all about a 300 page playbook even on defense it's about getting up at 7 o'clock and not having somebody to wake you up Mm -hmm. it's about being at going to eat breakfast going to meetings and being on time uh, getting out of practice going to eat lunch all this is on your own time nobody's telling you what's there I mean it's your responsibility then you put two a days on top of that two and a half hour practices and I'm gonna tell you something the Hooper Evelyn when you pull up to Tennessee Tech off of uh, Willow the Hooper Evelyn is on the last corner of the block right there well that corner there's about an acre and a half to, I don't know, it might be three acres right there. We had two fields. And back then, they wasn't nothing but crabgrass or a cow pasture. <laughs> they were awful. I'm going to tell you something. They sat down in a hole, now, uh, that road was probably six feet above it. And all that smog and soot off them vehicles used to settle down in that old bowl. Man, that was some of the hottest days I ever seen in my life. I was begging for his back <laughs> patch. was awful.
0: It was awful. Well, you, you managed to survive, you know, the smog from the vehicles yeah, and stuff. Yeah,
1: I survived it.
0: And uh and did pretty you did pretty well for yourself at Tennessee Tech. Uh like I said, I didn't read your entire resume, but I think it's uh three time all American uh Former, uh, like I said, OVC Player of the Year. Yeah. You know, you you seem to you seem to adjust to it pretty well. What you know? What was that? What was was it just mindset? And
1: yeah, it was it was it was all mental. I mean, after you know, when my mom and dad dropped me off in the dorms my freshman year, I mean, I pretty much bawled my eyes out when I left, but uh, was, I, I wanted to go home. But after I finally got in the swing of things, and after we got through two-a-days, and they put me on scout team, I didn't really have, I, I knew learning the playbook wasn't as important for me, I guess, if you want to call it that. The, uh, the playbook was was intimidating. And Mike Smith was my defensive coordinator who was the head coach of the Falcons back, I don't know what year they went to the Super Bowl, but maybe 12, 13, 15, somewhere in that area, I think. And uh, he was intimidating. Mm. So, yeah, I adjusted, but I, I tried to take the same mentality of, you know, I came from a great program and nobody Nobody on that Tennessee Tech football team really respected Trousel County. They just thought we were some pushover Class A football team. You know? <laughs> and, and I guess I used that as fuel to feed the fire. And there's one thing that Coach Jim B and Coach Clint would do. They would always teach a 150-pound man how to take care of a 275-pound man. They would, they, they, the technique was a lot better. And when you got to college, first thing Lyman done is they just raised their hand up all, I mean, they stood straight up. So when I got on scout team, I, I made a pretty definite impression pretty fast. I mean, I was gritty. I mean, I was, I, I pretty much told them that I wanted to be shirted. They asked me to play special teams and I said, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm not big enough. I want to get bigger and faster I want time to develop and learn the scheme. I said I would appreciate if I could get a registered. I mean, I walked on. I wasn't on scholarship. Yeah. So I mean, they really couldn't force me, you know, to dress out. I mean, I I told them I said I appreciate the that you think that much of me. I said, but I I'm not ready, you know.
0: And that you know that in and of itself is that says a lot about mindset it, at it, it, at 18 it, years it, old too. It, it,
1: me me and my dad joke about something all the time and 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 I think he really took it serious one time. He he looked at me, he said, you know, you graduated high school at seventeen. I said, I did. He said, and he looked at me and said, What if I'd have held you back? I said, You probably should have. I said, if I'd have got, you know, one more year, if I'd have way, you know, I I grew pretty good when I got the tech, I mean I think I Checked in up there like one seventy five, one eighty. So I grew a whole lot from the end of my football season in my senior year till I reported the tech.
0: I'm
1: mm-hmm. um, like, I, it'd been dangerous for me to play high school football at one hundred eighty. I can tell you that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it it it, it, was, it was but it all worked out like it should have. I mean, we ain't no regrets
0: there. Yeah, that butterfly effect is something else you change one thing you never know yeah, yeah exactly you're, what
1: you're exactly right you're exactly right but they they i was glad i was glad tech honored what i coach hanging them honored what i said about being reshirted i mean that was i thought that was huge as far as the way i thought about them
0: yeah yeah i'm sure yeah that definitely goes a long way to just to feel heard you yeah, know in that just in that right, environment
1: exactly you know,
0: So so what was it like in college As you're starting to sort of Rack up some accolades And you know Maybe you know I assume maybe getting a little bit more Press and some local media attention yeah. Than you were used to
1: uh, My name got in the After My freshman uh, Of course I redshirted Then my redshirt freshman year I backed up Sammy Sanders Who was an all American linebacker At Tennessee Tech uh, Sammy was durable. He was six foot, 225, 230 pounds. He was, I mean, he was built like a bulldog and you couldn't hurt him. I mean, he was very technique, fundamentally sound as any linebacker i ever seen play. And I, and I know, often wonder why he never got a look in the NFL because he was, Sammy was a good, he was a good football player. He wasn't the fastest person on the field, but he was good. So I had, I mean, I was lucky enough to get to watch him, you know, and develop for, I mean, two years, really. So, but I guess things started sinking in. My sophomore year, here you go again, repeating something I said a few minutes ago about nobody had film on me. Mm -hmm. And uh, my sophomore year was pretty wide open as far as, national player of the year uh broke the tennessee tech record for tackles for loss in a game uh had a couple of interceptions one game blocks and punts pats i mean things things got pretty wild now i was i think sometimes the media back then sometimes the media would rather and don't take this wrong rather give accolades or really talk about some of the older guys because, I mean, they deserved it too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I wasn't in nobody's shadow, but I, I had a pretty good sophomore season this at Tech at linebacker. I did. It was just pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I said, I got the got the uh, resume pulled up. I got, the like I said, the article uh, – Let's see, I'll just start it, you know, as a senior. As a senior, Evitts paced the Golden Eagle defense in 2000 with 118 total tackles, broke his own school record for most tackles for a loss in a season with 24, two sacks, 18 quarterback hurries, an interception, three passes defended, a blocked kick, a fumble recovery, and five forced fumbles. So I'd say you did. I'd say you did pretty good. <laughs>
1: no, I was, I was. I was around the football. That's for sure. Yeah, I was. I had a. I go back and watch myself the film a lot, and there's a whole lot of things I wish I'd have done different. But I always played the game with heart. I mean, I, I. I felt like somebody come to watch me play. I needed to give them something to look at. I mean, that's just the way I play. I mean, that's, that's, that was my mentality.
0: Yeah, leave yeah, put your best foot forward, leave it on the field. Leave
1: it on the field. I mean that's 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 what we did. I mean I played football with a lot of great people at Tennessee Tech. A lot of people that didn't get accolades. I mean I Josh Harris is the wrestling coach at Oakland High School. He was my three technique, uh Zach Reed. He was my other he was the three technique after Josh graduated. Uh, Jerry Turner, who a lot of people, he was number eighty. He played nine technique on the strong end, and he played fifteen, sixteen years of arena football. He's probably in the arena football hall of fame. Brandon Bonds in Memphis, he was probably barely six foot, two twenty. He played the other book and Bean was a um, Bean was Tennessee Techs. Uh, Lawrence Taylor. Mm. I mean, it, it, and I guess uh, Jerry Turner would have been the Smith that played with the Bills. What was his first name? Bruce. Bruce. So if I had some great defensive linemen. I cannot express how good my defensive linemen were when I was at Tennessee Tech because they they knew I was small. The coaching staff knew I was a smaller guy and they had to protect me. I mean, I couldn't take no pounding from no 290 pound tackle and guard all day. Yeah. I couldn't take it. So our, we had a lot of different schemes and stunts. I mean, our defensive lineman was always stunting, hardly ever they read. And when you stunt defensive lineman, I mean, that throws off blocking schemes really bad. And we always had alleys for, we always called it alleys or lanes. Mm -hmm. always had lanes to run through yeah you know mike smith used to get mad at me because i'd run through a lane that i wasn't supposed to be going i would make the play and he might brag on me on the first time he rewound it on film but he would turn around and give me a dog chewing on the other side Mm -hmm. why did you stay over here yeah i'm like i saw this yeah
0: it worked out but that ain't what you were supposed to do (laughs) exactly exactly. yeah which again goes back to those goes back to those little things that's
1: right i mean i you're exactly right. There was some little things that I did good, some bad.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but when you got a gap opened up, you got to hit it. I mean, yeah. if you don't feel it, somebody else is going.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you and if you ain't lucky, it's going to be the guy from the other team That's running, That's what you don't running, through it. You know. So, um, so finishing up, you know, finishing up at Tech, you know. With all those accolades and you know the full trophy case, um, I know you spent you know a little time toiling you know with the the NFL. I think you made the a practice squad one year or were invited to the practice squad. Like I said, you know there's about an eight year age gap between us, so yeah. it's local legend to me, you know. <laughs> so why don't you tell tell me? What the the real story was.
1: Well, after my senior year, um, I mean, of course, the paper and and records and all that stuff kind of spoke for itself. I mean, I I did get some impression, make an impression on some people, but I signed a free agent deal with Pittsburgh Steelers and the draft in April.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I believe so. I,
1: I signed one the the day after the draft or, or something of that nature, but uh, which means you come to all the mini camps. They got voluntary camps. They got voluntary camps. They got mini camps, and they got a whole bunch of camps yeah, before it's... before two of days start. Yeah, and I did all of that stuff just like if I'd got drafted. I mean, it was pretty much all the same. Uh, but, things didn't work out. I probably, back then, being a small-town kid, probably not exposed to a whole lot of stuff uh, as far as, I ain't going to say social media, but just the, the business world of football, mm-hmm. I didn't do enough research. To, uh, the Steelers had 12 returning linebackers that were under contract. Mm-hmm. And... That's that's like throwing a fox in the hen house. Yeah. I mean, I that it was it wasn't good. It, it wasn't. I mean, it, I, I enjoyed my time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't get me wrong, but uh, hindsight, twenty twenty, I might have made a bad decision on the place that I went.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can definitely understand that, you know, coming
1: I did have a I did have another offer for a free agent deal with the 49ers. And yeah. I got a little bit more signing bonus, but if I if, if I had known that they had so many returning people under contract, I might would have shifted the other direction. I knew how many was
0: at San Francisco
1: and it, and i and i guess i was just so caught up in the moment yeah I, I, I had a brain freeze and it it did not register to me to ask them how many linebackers they had under contract i mean yeah. it just it didn't
0: yeah so so you know was was the nfl just in general was that when did that become like a real possibility to you that this, you know, I might have a shot, you know, at this.
1: We played, you think I'm crazy, we played Irvin Meyer my sophomore year at Bowling Green, Ohio, believe it or not. Okay. So, (laughs) we uh, we had a tough schedule. Now, we didn't go play Tennessee, and we didn't go play uh, Oregon. I think Dustin Dillhate played Oregon, I think, maybe, or, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I got my wires crossed there, but we didn't play the big dogs. Right. Like we played we played the the medium sized dogs. You played some of the medium yeah, dogs that yeah. were playing the big dogs. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I got some exposure. I mean, of course, anytime you're playing TSU, you, you're going to get exposure because they they always got talent down there, and they were scouts. And of course, by then the Titans are are done in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. In my junior year, I played in the Adelphia. Oh. It was the Adelphia, the and now the Stadium. Yeah.
0: It's been through a few name changes. Yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, I would say my junior season was when I – I mean, don't get me wrong. I think my dad told me that I was going – I told him that day I was five years old I was going to play in the NFL. Right. Now, did it become reality before then? No. I think my junior year – I had a – my junior year was was good at Tech. Probably a little better my sophomore year. I got a little stronger, got faster. Uh, probably played with a little bit more of a chip on my shoulder, I would say. Uh, reason being is my defensive coordinator left, Mike Smith. He went to uh, – Brian Billett was his brother-in-law. And he was the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, so he went to break down film. he got i mean his his aspirations was always expectations was always be an NFL coach mm-hmm. and, and i don't I don't hold that against him. I wish he was fame, but I don't hold it against him and I think I was playing with a chip on my shoulder because i I lost somebody that that taught me a lot about the game i mean I, I learned a whole lot about football as far as breaking down film and studying film my first three years at tech i mean it was the knowledge that i gained clint and jim b taught me work ethic and how to win and to do the little things right mike smith taught me
0: the brain side of football Mm -hmm. i mean it was unreal
1: how how dumb I was in an aspect on some things to where I went on the other side. I'm, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm on. I mean, you're, I'm on a podcast, so I'm kind of supposed to brag on myself a little. I, I would say 90, 95 percent of the time, when a football team lined down and was going through their cadence, I knew what they were going to run before they snapped the ball. That was that was the big thing that I had going for me, and so. But my, my junior year, I kind of got off track right there. But my junior year is probably when I thought, well, you know what, you know, the NFL might be might be something that happens. Yeah. Because I had played with some dudes that signed free agent deals, mm-hmm. and that they were secondary players, and that they was they was getting a shot,
0: made a roster. Okay. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, you told your dad when you were. Five or six, you yeah. were gonna play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you know we've all been astronaut. Uh, yeah, every I kid said. has been you know um, an astronaut or won, won the World Series yes. or the Super Bowl, and you know at some point you know we realized that oh maybe that's not that's not you know in the cards for us. But right. Right. Um, you know so you know your senior your senior year finishing up and all the the NFL stuff that's going on with the scouts and, you know, the, the combine and the pre-talk and, you know, all that kind of stuff that's going on. What was that process like that got you from finishing up Tech to, to signing that contract with the Steelers?
1: Well, um, like I said, there was a lot of – uh, we had some scouts come to look because we had some good corners. We had some pretty good secondary dudes that were that had some speed, and uh, my my big bad defensive line that I had for two years before my senior year, they were all pretty much gone, <laughs> except Zach Reed. So I was playing with some younger pups. Now they they were good. I mean they me and Zach Reed came to Tennessee Tech at the same time and red shirted together. So we were there all five years. Um, but there were a lot of scouts coming to look. Uh I see. We played Ohio University my senior year. And uh I know there's some scouts up there and I, I mean we beat T S U my senior year. And uh, I know there were some scouts there too because they always had a fast receiver or a fast tailback or something. But uh, at the end of the season, uh, they they had a senior day for us. We didn't get invited to any combines, but there was probably six, seven of us that worked out and done drills. And there was probably, I don't know, 10, 10 scouts that came. And uh, it was good. I mean, it was hit very interesting. I mean, I, I thought I'd I thought I'd done pretty good in the drills. I, I know our DBs did. But um, it, it was an exciting day. Uh, after they left, uh, Mike Archer, who was the head coach at LSU at one time, he was the linebacker coach for the Steelers. He came by and saw me at Tennessee Tech After all of that senior day workout stuff. Mm -hmm. And was talking and real interested in me, blah, blah, blah. Of course, my mind is, you know, going in a million directions.
0: You got somebody from the NFL talking to you. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: mean, the scouts kind of maybe give you a few butterflies, but the you know, one a position coach, mm-hmm. it may it, it, that changed the game a little bit. <laughs> so I said I was very appreciative, and you know, maybe we can work stuff out. This, and I didn't have an agent at the time. I mean, I didn't, and I don't even remember how I got one. And it may have been Mike Archer may have helped me get that agent. I'm not sure, but after Mike leaves, uh, another Mike Smith makes a phone call and he's the defensive coordinator and linebacker coach for the 49ers. And uh, he tells Coach Hennigan, he said, I'm flying into Nashville. I'm coming to Tennessee Tech, i want to talk to Chad. And he was going to Nashville to talk to Jamie Wimber who played for Vanderbilt, he was a linebacker. And Jamie had gotten a little bit of an altercation of some kind and at the time, the Mike Smith, that was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, he didn't know what kind of drawback that was gonna have on, on Jamie. So he came to see me. I mean, I'd done 225 bench for him. I mean, he, I had a private workout with a defensive coordinator for the 49ers. I mean, that that was, and I liked it. I mean, he was a, Great dude, and he reminded me a whole lot of my Mike Smith that was my defensive coordinator, you know, at Tech. I'm like, man, then then the gray cloud come on over, and I'm like, man, that's the West Coast. You know, I got Pittsburgh looking, and I got the 49ers. You know, I got to fly all the way across the United States to get the 49ers. I can be right up there in Pittsburgh and I'll be here going by six, seven hours. You know? <laughs> so, but that's, that's the truth. Uh, on draft day, uh, Mike Smith called me and said, if I don't get to take Jamie Wimber in the fourth round, I'm taking you in the seventh. I said, okay. Mike Archer was calling me in the third round, wanting to go ahead and sign me for a free agent deal. He really couldn't do that but he was trying to get me to commit to a free agent deal after the seventh round was over. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like, okay, you know.
0: And, you and, wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. You didn't just suggest that NFL teams are tampering and violating rules, <laughs> did you? Not. I <laughs> That's mean, he, not. Was, he was definitely trying to get me to commit. But <laughs>
1: anyway, then my – I mean, I was on the – I mean, it, we had a little shindig out at the house, just a few. They went over – Seven or eight people there, but Mike Smith would call me. Archer would call me. Smith would call Archer, blah blah blah. And my agent and I, and what's ironic? Kendrell bale was an All-American for the Georgia Bulldogs. He was a sef- second second-round draft pick. He had a two million dollar signing bonus in two thousand and one. <laughs> so he was pretty good. Me and Kendrell had the same agent, and. That agent was working with Pittsburgh, and my agent was pulling me towards Pittsburgh. And my agent got me more signing bonus with Pittsburgh, and what very much so don't don't get your hopes up it was <laughs> very very small. So I chose Pittsburgh over the signing bonus and the fact that they was a
0: little bit closer, a little closer, bit closer, closer to me. home. Yeah. All right, so you know it doesn't it doesn't work out in Pittsburgh, you know? At what point do you, do you look at yourself and say, you know what, it's time to put this football thing in the rear view mirror?
1: That was, let's see. I, I had some people contact me to go play Canadian football, uh, you know, mm. USFL or whatever. And I just, I wasn't interested. I mean, I, I had set a goal, I guess. Sometime in my life, I can't remember when that was, but I had set a goal to make it to the NFL. And I felt like I achieved that, and I felt like, and, and this is probably gonna sound bad to a lot of people, I was good enough to get on a roster. For one team and I had another team and, and Mike Smith from the 49ers was begging me to come out there but he just couldn't put the money he couldn't get me when he wanted me because of office other office staff mm-hmm. but I was I was at the point you know I had two teams looking at me and Mike Archer said I had bad feet after I got the day I got cut he told me, Chad, you just got bad feet; they're not fast enough. I said, okay. So after coming home, doing a lot of soul searching, I stayed in contact with the Mike Smith that was my defensive coordinator at Tech, and he kept telling me to work out, you know, stay in shape. I may be calling you for practice squad with the Ravens, and uh, but it just nothing never came of it. it just got just kind of faded just a, a fast fade, probably. But it was slow, and it was torture. Yeah. Because you, you, take, you take 11 years of your life that you have done something, that you've been successful at, that you've worked hard at. You put time and dedication, sweat, blood, tears, and you get that knock on your shoulder on the final cut that says, hey, we need to come look, you know, we need to have a talk with you. And my defensive linebacker coach just said I wasn't good enough. And I had never heard that before in my life. Never. I mean, and it is a, it's a hard pill to swallow. Pretty rough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, you know we talked about, you know, everybody says they're going to play in the NFL or whatever. Uh, there's that old saying, I think it's from a – from the movie Moneyball, we're all told we can no longer play the children's game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get ready to wrap this up. What you know? What are your thoughts as you look back on on your football career as a whole? What you know, and specifically, you know, your time at Charlesdale County, since that's what we're yeah. we're here talking about what do you look back on and and realize that these things are something that you carry with you today? I, I think the
1: the mental part of Trousel County football, the things that Coach Jim B and Coach Clint instilled in us and expected of us as young men was I mean I I mean, we're doing this interview in my house, and I've got mortgage and all this stuff, but I think it's got me to where I'm at today. I mean, I, I had great parents. Uh, I had a great family, and we all farmed together. And, but my family never played sports in, in a high school level. But I think the all of that inter intertwined together made me who I am today. I mean, I I owe a a great gratitude to the high school, to all the teachers, principals, coaches. Uh, A lot of teachers put up with a lot of grief for me because (laughs) of my grades. I mean, I I wasn't a bad hothead, but I had a temper. I mean, I, I could control it at times, but uh, there, there's so many people that, that was involved that made impressions on me at a young age that I've carried it with me for a long time. And it's, it's you know, I, I can never repay them. Never. I mean, that's just like those defensive linemen at Tennessee Tech. I can never repay them for what they've done for me. You know, I mean, I can never repay, you know, Coach Jim B and, and Coach Clint. I mean, poor Eleanor, she <laughs> Jim B's wife, I mean, she's still living. She she always say, Poor, poor Chad, there he goes, that office getting him another pad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yeah. That's again that's a that's another way we're dating ourselves back when you get padlins in school. Exactly, that's right? Oh goodness. Uh, uh what are some of your best memories from Trousdale County football, whether it was You playing or later in life watching or growing up watching? What are some things that stick out to you? Moments? In my career? Or just in general?
1: Winning the state championship was the biggest, uh, was my biggest. It's probably the biggest thing that ever happened for me in high school football. Uh, It was, we had a great football team that year. Uh, Brandon Ham, Tim Towns, Rod Hicks, Philip Dean, they were before seniors. Uh, we had a, we had a resilience to, to win. We lost to Westmoreland pretty bad. But after that, the ship got rolling and, I mean, you couldn't knock the sail off the boat. I mean, yeah. we, we, I mean, we won a state championship. Uh, when I won Mister Football, the the winning Mister Football was of course I would have give anything if I could have won a state championship my senior year, but it just wasn't in the cards. We could have played BGA ten times and and lost all ten of I mean they were just that much better than us. But I guess I guess one of the big things that sticks out is when they had the banquet down at the Ocarland Hotel at the time, and we had a. Uh, some kind of little deal at school. Toby Wilmore called everybody in the gym. Oh. And uh, it really started out the conversation about, you know, they some people in trouble, blah, blah, blah. But he, Toby was real good about rolling things over to make it seem like. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: could what, pull. What, he could pull he, one. He okay could pull a, he could put an okie doke on you. And, and, and
1: Toby pulled okie doke on me. And But the, I guess the big thing that for my teammates, they, they weren't there the day I won Mr. Football. But I could, the next morning I was able to share that with them about me winning and about that I couldn't done it without them. And it's a team sport, it's not about one person. And that's the way I've tried to live my life. You know, throughout, I, I think football had me me learn that and I try to teach it to my kids you know you can't do you can't do anything alone
0: Mm-mm, not it's at me. all that's,
1: that's that's not the way it's meant Uh and I, I, I other things outside my career watching Ray Lewis play the game at the position of linebacker for like what 15 16 years
0: yeah something like that yeah that's, he played a long time that's
1: crazy that's crazy. What what little time I coached in Hartsville a couple of two or three years ago. Uh, that, my big thing when I was coaching linebackers, I'm like, you know, this this concussion thing is getting to be a big thing. It's head to head contact and lowering your head. I said, go back and you Ray Bray Lewis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I said, Ray Lewis always hit people with his chest. He never hit nobody with his helmet. And I think that's why Bray got to play so long. He was ahead of the game.
0: Yeah. He was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. He, he
1: was, arrayed, was ahead of the game. I, I can see it just like yesterday, him hitting Eddie George, and he just hit him with his chest. He was, just, he was, he was way ahead of the ball game. Yeah.
0: All right, now, now's the time that I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> The entire history of Trousdale County football. I'm going to let you pick five players to start a team with. They can play offense, defense. They can go both ways. Whatever you need them to do. Five players. Who are you going to take?
1: Am I on the team already, or no?
0: Oh, yeah, if you you, I. You know what? No, no. None of the other former players have asked me that. Oh. so. I I I guess you could you could if you if you need to, you can be the first to put yourself on the team. No,
1: I ain't putting myself <laughs> on the team. That's
0: what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You need to know if you're on the team if you need yeah, a linebacker yeah. or not.
1: Oh uh, <laughs> lord. You've put me on the spot. Mm. And it that's a hard, that's hard for me to do. I don't wanna to I don't wanna Anybody to think back in the glory days of the 70s, I don't know anything about those dudes. I, I didn't see them play oh, yeah. the game. Uh, Brandon Hamm and Tim Towns would have to be two um Wesley Satterfield would have to be my quarterback. Hmm. Is that three?
0: That's, yeah, you got three.
1: I need some more skilled people. T.T. <laughs> Harper
0: and Tyler Denning. Say Tyler Denning? You got that right. He was the dog. Yes, he, he, he indeed was, was. Very underrated.
1: Very did not get near enough accolades, in my opinion, for what he did for Hart-Trabist County football. Tracy Blair, he played right in there with him. Sure did. And I, I mean yeah, that you put me on the spot there. That's
0: yeah, pretty rough. Yeah, that's the that's the fun part. <laughs> that's pretty rough. Yeah, but I know. It's, it's it's one of those things you can you can't really go wrong. Well no. I yeah. mean, and, you know, I
1: didn't I didn't say Michael Scruggs either and I, I probably should have and I mean Corey, Timberlake, I mean you, you can Yeah, you, you, you can, can go on and on and on. I yeah. mean you can. Uh that that's what's crazy, you know. I just watched a thing on Phil Jackson on uh, on my phone about after he left the Chicago Bulls, he tempted Michael Jordan to come play for him at the Lakers. <laughs> he said, I'm, you know, but that young dynasty with the old goat, you know."
0: Yeah. I don't know. All right, one more one more question, and I'll I'll let you go. So, I've got your. I've got your resume here. You spent time with the Steelers, you played at Tennessee Tech. I know those names. What is what is this Trousdale County? I don't I don't know anything about this Trousdale County football. What do you tell me about it?
1: Resiliency. Uh, not having a three. <laughs> Used to be not having to throw the football to win. <laughs> but nowadays times has changed. You outwork everybody. You're tougher. You're mentally tougher. You're faster. You work harder in the weight room. And you leave no doubt on the field. I mean that's and you always play as a team. You
0: bleed together, you die together. That's it. That's it. Well, once again, thank you for taking the time to sit and talk with me. Really enjoyed it. And that's all we've got for you this week. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you for tuning in.
1: I appreciate it.